she scores! Take a moment to look up at the ceiling. You're about to bust through it. SDPN and PWHPA presents Hockey, like you've never heard it before. The Noxie and Cax Show with Liz Knox and Carol Emard. <laughs> Let's get it. Go. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Noxie and Cax Show presented by the PWHPA and SDPN. We are so blessed to welcome to the show former national team member, Clarkson University Golden Knight alumna, world U18 champion, proud member of the PWHPA Toronto Sonnet, and of course, very good friend of ours, Erica Howe. Howie, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome. thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. As soon as you guys were talking about the show, like I, I wanted to come on so bad. <laughs> so I'm just honored that I got the, the question and the invite. Oh, well, we're happy to have you. And I do, I'm going to preface this entire episode with an apology because <laughs> Howie and I go way back and we had Jen Lacasse on our last show and she talked about how you were the fun goalie, part of that fun trio that she loved to play with. And I feel like you and I are like, you know, we're besties, but we're kind of annoying together. So I'm apologizing first to Cax and then, uh, you know, to the listeners if we get carried away here, but I know it's going to be a good show. Yeah, there is some like talk on Tumblr and stuff about our relationship. And I feel like people either love us or hate us or think we're dating. I'm not sure, but <laughs> you'll never know. We clarify that today. I don't know. That's some things we just keep off air. Okay. Let's go <laughs> back to your childhood. Okay. You grew up just outside of Ottawa, right? You're not, yeah, you weren't right end. in Ottawa. No, no. In the East End, in Orleans. Nice. Oh, and you played boys hockey growing yeah. up. I played boys hockey until grade 11 is like when I made the switch to girls just because in Ontario, you have to play women's hockey to be a part of team Ontario and team Canada. And I kind of saw that, like hoped that would be part of my future. So I, I made the switch in grade 11. Nice. And I feel like this is like, this is completely off topic, but I'm just like so comfortable talking to you. I feel like the bowl cut is like a transitional period for most women's hockey players. Like <laughs> did, did you rock the bowl? <laughs> yeah like I I had like the buzz cut with like that I bleached blonde because I kind of wanted to be like Eminem but also my siblings just like kind of bullied me and would dye my hair different colors so I had a lot <laughs> of things going on and then I grew my hair out to switch to women's hockey wow. yeah you're just fitting in with the crowd transitional period I used to <laughs> love hair dye night for like boys playoffs everyone would get together and have like pizza and wings and bleach our hair for playoffs it was like my favorite time of year how old were you back then when you were doing that little bleach, little Bieber style? <laughs> like maybe like eight to 12. Okay. Okay. I, okay. That's, ex yeah. I, that's I was, acceptable. Yeah. That's okay. It's totally it was for playoffs. Like everyone did it. I didn't um, it, yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Part of it. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> so you switched over to play girls hockey to, like you said, chase the dream of playing on the Ontario team and hopefully one day team Canada, you played for Ottawa lady sense yeah. and you played with our very first guests on the Noxie and Cox show, Jamie Lee Rattray. Yeah. Jamie has been my teammate for like 12, 13 years now. And like, even when we played boys hockey, cause we played in the same loop, like we would run in into each other in broom closets and stuff like that. So she was like my first friend that I had, but I do remember like when we got invited to U 18s team Canada and stuff, like, I'm pretty shy. I'm pretty reserved until you get to know me. 
but like in a big group, I'm shy. And Jamie, I was like, I'm going to cling on to you, show me the ropes, whatever. And as soon as we got there, Rattray was like, boom, off of our friends. And I was just like, I don't know anyone. I don't know what I'm to scared. Do. <laughs> Jamie's like one of my best friends in the world. She just, she's the nicest person. So I'm glad I've had her for the past 13 years. <laughs> That's, That's incredible. Awesome. I, and you guys, of course, because you played together for so long, that means that you played at Clarkson together too. Yeah, Clarkson, Brampton, so, P Dub. All of it. Let's let's go to Clarkson for a second. Cause this is I mean, this is more Cax's like sweet zone, because you guys had the huge rivalry with St. Lawrence. Yeah. But we've heard Rattray's side of the four-year development of that team that you guys started on at Clarkson University. I would like to hear your side. And I'd like to especially know maybe some of the stories of the personalities on that team, maybe in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think Rowdy had it on like the first year, it was like a changing of the guard. We were a big class, eight freshmen, and we were good. And Rowdy came in playing, some other freshmen came in playing, and the seniors didn't really like that. And it just <laughs> kind of created some tension on a team set a record for most losses in program history. We had some like interesting <laughs> rules on the team, like freshmen weren't allowed to go to the bar. So like, at, well, cause we were underage. Wow. Underage, well, it makes so sense. At like responsible. At yeah, 10, you're 30, right. 11 p.m. at night, like our team would go off to do their thing and we would go home and sit in the dorms and chat. Yeah. It was just like an interesting team dynamic going on. Uh, but I, like Raddy said, after that year, we kind of got together and like agreed that, we didn't want that again. And our seniors were great people. It just like, it was a different dynamic that we were working through. Like most people have to. And as the years yep. we had went on, we got better and better. And then obviously national championship in the last game. It's not too <laughs> yeah. bad. Not a big deal. A note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, while you were, okay. So like, I understand the whole dynamic, the seniors, you guys are freshmen, big class coming in. Um, was there like even the following year? So your sophomore were the juniors that became seniors, like great leaders that just bought in with you guys and kind of like tag along, or did that take another year or two to even yeah, like as soon as the year was done and you know, you how you start spring training, but the seniors are kind of not a part oh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had 16, 16 players left on the team and we called ourselves the sweet 16. And like, it started right then, like, Okay. On Fridays after spring training, when we'd like run three miles and swim in the pool and whatever it was, drown in the pool, <laughs> like we would all go out to the freshman breakfast spot and like everyone have breakfast together. So like right from then, it was like change, just like a fresh start. And like from there, they showed us kind of a different way to go and mm -hmm. how we could all be together and work together. And, fr and from what I hear, it was a, a kind of like a atmosphere of like strong accountability, I'll say. Like maybe from the top down, like I, I feel like I've heard stories about, you know, the coaches coming in and, and being able to tell the players like, Hey, like you're just, you're not giving me what we brought you here to give. So, <laughs> so, so I think, uh, I think there's a story here where we like maybe four or five weeks into the season, we hadn't won a game. I don't think. And we were at Yale Brown. And Yale Brown is like back then they were building their program. If they weren't quite as strong, so we were easy, very polite, <laughs> we very polite to win. And the seniors <laughs> had been quite hard on Rattray to that point. And we were playing Brown, and we were up one nothing with like like two minutes left. And the coaches put Ratty out on the ice, 
and they pulled Brown pulled their goalie and Rat got really excited and she tried to score. She hadn't scored a goal yet. And Ratty's like a goal scorer. She's a points getter. Try to get that goal from the far blue line. No goal. Ice comes back. They score. Oh no. Yeah. Hate to see that. Game ends one, one. It is what it is, but the seniors, I think like they would never have been able to get away with that. And they were already kind of hard on Ratty. Yeah. So they, very much we're hard on her more for that and we're you know she should be in the stands that type of thing and the coaches took it as okay we need to let everyone know their role so the next day Mm. at Yale they came in and they said okay we're just gonna let everyone know their role so they went around the room and just individually let everyone know what they expected of each player <laughs> in front of everyone. It very was, honest, I would imagine. Very, very honest. Very... Some, were like, some were nice, some were okay, some were like, you're not doing anything that we expected you to do to like, freshmen. And we were like, oh my God. They got to Ratty. Oh, they were like, Ratty. And she just started crying. <laughs> and I was like, no, Ratty, no, they're gonna, they're gonna be on you more now. <laughs> The coaches were like, you're doing okay. Just keep working, but <laughs> just like, keep doing your best. <laughs> one of the funniest moments that we talk about now. We're just like, rat, come on. But rat's <laughs> such a sweetie and she takes everything to heart. It was just, it was so funny. It's oh true. that, God. And it's funny because when we were talking to her before her episode, she actually had mentioned that story and it just kind of didn't organically come out in the episode. So that's, I did kind of want to slide that in. It's a little bit of a trip to Ratty, but like you say, she's so good for it. And uh, it's because she's just so passionate about the game. And, uh, you know, especially like we were talking with Lacasse, uh, like when you're in college, like your emotions are astronomically high. Like, yeah. Like hockey is your life and you eat, sleep, breathe, die for this sport. Like that's, that's what you're there to do. Right. So um, now I, I was talking to Howie a little bit before this, and she also had some interesting kind of dynamics with her coaches. So why don't you tell us about, you know, three weeks before the national championship, how, how you dealt with your coaches when you're in a very high pressure situation. And, yeah. and before you go, can you describe Matt and Shannon a little bit? Because I think like, you know, you're, you're talking, you alluded to it with a little bit of a spring workout session where you run the miles and you swim. And, you know, one of them is like Aaron woman type of person. And uh, they both went to St. Lawrence. So I have nothing against them or anything, yeah. but just wanted to, you know, paint the picture for everyone else that's okay. listening right now. <laughs> so they're both super fit love working out they think it's the best thing ever they think everyone should work out to the point where they puke and like coach shan does iron mans and stuff like she i can't even describe her like she i think when she like did her last iron man like she got stung by a jellyfish peed on her foot got on the bike started throwing up still finished like top five like she's just wow she'll also cheer you on no matter what like we used to have shirts that were like what would shan do another one was like be tough like coach shan Matt D, he's a little more quiet, but he's honest and straight to the point. We'll tell you exactly what he wants. Same thing, though, super fit. And he, he's got like an X's and O's mind. And then when I was there, too, we had a goalie coach slash D coach, Matt Kelly, who I think he works yeah. at USA Hockey now. And he was like the hammer. He's at uh, Providence now. Providence yeah. College, yeah. He, he was the one who told you exactly how it was. He did not take anything off. And he knew which people to push to get what out of them so it's a risky play on any team (laughs) yeah he knew he was really good though he knew which players to go after kind of thing which ones needed it to get the best out of them so 
I was one of those players, apparently. <laughs> I'm not sure I could take it. I, I left the, the coach's room a couple of times, just like, <laughs> you know, I was in college, but it always made me a better player. So clearly they knew something I didn't. It's, it's fine. It's just my allergies. Yeah. <laughs> That's something in my eye. Um, and then let's go back to the three weeks leading up to uh, okay. national okay. champ. So I was having a bad week at college. You know how it is. <laughs> you have exams, you're tired, you're probably crying. And we were heading in to play Brown and Yale again, funny enough. It's always a tough thing. <laughs> and weekend for you guys. I like I had a really bad practice on Wednesday. Like I was just like overwhelmed. I don't I don't know what was going on. And actually my good friend Rattray yelled at me at practice. <laughs> that just sent me spiraling. That <laughs> like, was just a cherry on top of the weekend. Cherry week, on top, yeah. And so we go into the weekend, Thursday we travel, we play Friday. I was awful. Ratty <laughs> describes it as the worst she's ever seen me play in my career when we talk about it. Like wow. I was awful. Yeah, we go to Brown. I was not great either, but I think the team pulled it out. So we were okay. We go home and the coaches call me into the office on Monday. And again, this is like the weekend before playoffs. So we're like three, four weeks out from the national championship. And they kind of like gave it to me. They were like, listen, you're dog shit in practice last week. You're this, that, and that. <laughs> you were horrible. Like you cost the, the team the weekend. This is how I saw it. I'm sure they, didn't be like, no, that's not how it was. they just took turns. And then like, I was like devastated. And like for the week, like I cried again in practice on Monday and Tuesday until <laughs> one of the coaches was like, meet me upstairs after practice. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So he like drives by in his car and I'm like, I think like I'm being kidnapped by my coach (laughs) opens the door. He's like, get in. I get in the car. We go and we actually go to Tim Hortons and we sit down. He's like, what do you want to drink? I'm like, I don't know, whatever, like, like water. He's bribing me. I don't know. It's college. And like, he's like, what's going on? Tell me right now. What's up? You've been crying in practice. I was like, you guys are so mean to me. What do you mean? What's up? Like, nah, you got to be tougher kind of thing. He's like, what do you need from us? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, okay, think about it and talk to us tomorrow. So next day, go into their office. They're like, what do you need from us? I was like, I think it'd be great if you just didn't talk to me for the rest of the season. <laughs> and they're like, just like that. <laughs> just they're like, what? yeah, I was like, I think it'd be really good if like that's how it was. So <laughs> if that's thought, okay like, with you guys. And, yeah. You know. They were like, okay, that's what you want. I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, well, you're going to play. We're not going to talk to you and you better bring it. I'm like, okay. So I go home. <laughs> I, I talk to Raddy. I'm like, Raddy, we got to do goalie sessions every day this week. You're out with me. We're doing goalie sessions every day. And honestly, like, it was probably the first time in my life that I had like personal accountability where I was like, it's on me now. Like, I, I'm the one who I told him not to talk to me. This is where it's at. Like, it's yeah. all on me to perform. And like, I don't know, it was actually probably one of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned. A stressful week, but I have good friends like Raddy and other people on the team who helped me. and. At the after the championship, everyone was friends again, and we're all good. I mean, it, it, and it's funny, yeah, because like it, it's a hilarious story. Like, obviously, you going into like being a kid going into your coach's room, who like they control your life, saying, "Hey, don't talk to me from here on out." But you're right; like, this is a step towards professionalism, where you're like, "I think this is actually what I need is just to be left alone." 
And then in that space, you finding kind of the maturity to be like, okay, well, I've asked for something now. I better step up because if I suck again and I've asked for their silence, like I'm hitting the, I'm going to be kicking rocks next week. Like, yeah. Exactly. So let me, let me ask you, did you crush it? Uh, like we won. <laughs> It's so, like you're, you're being humble about it. You can't talk about it, can you? Honest, honestly, like the uh, the top eight game was probably one of my most memorable games in like my whole life. Like just like I had the confidence. I knew I had to do it because I or had asked for it. And <laughs> like it turned out well against BC. So can't complain. Uh, so uh, like on that note, just for the listeners and stuff, and she's saying it went well and we won. Yay. Um, <laughs> I barely had an impact on the, the win basically is what she's trying to say. But uh, how we went, w- went on with, uh, yeah, NCAA all tournament team. She posted a 2.0 uh, goal um, against average. Um, actually was backboning the Knights uh, for the national titles with 34 saves and a 5-4 championship win against Minnesota. And then that Crazy. year, you played more minutes than any goaltenders in Division One. I. I don't know if you knew that, but you started all 41 games too for the Knights. So I think you crashed that's, it. I think it worked, but that's freaking that's, nuts. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely like, crushed it. Are you kidding me? Like they should thank you for asking to not talk to you for yeah, three weeks. <laughs> every time we go back there too, and we have like alumni weekend, they just like bring up all this shit you have done and just like list it off. And you hear like, okay, can we not talk about what I did yeah. when I was 19? I'm grown up now. <laughs> no, yeah. we love doing that and tell the stories and they tell the other alums or the new alums. And yeah. you're like, mm, well, we can get over that story. Like <laughs> skip over that. But one. so you go from the high, you win the national championship, right? I remember meeting you. Uh, we may have passed cross paths before, but I remember really? meeting you this summer uh, playing ball hockey against you in the summer and knowing that you and Rattray were going to be drafted into the CWHL and knowing kind of that you guys probably wanted to continue playing together. And I remember like having a conversation with you. I like clear as day, I remember having a conversation with you outside this ball hockey arena. I think we were in Kingston and being Is like, this girl. True love? It, it, it was love. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, I will give you my number, like my, the, my Jersey number. I will give you my last name. If you ask for it, like whatever you want, I just want you to play for the Brampton Thunder. I just, I don't know. There was something about you as a kid. I, I knew we were going to be like a good duo. So you come to Brampton, the, the seas part, my dream has come true. I get to play with Erica Howe and Jamie Lee Rattray. And Let's talk about probably the most memorable weekend of that first season when we got outscored to Boston 18 to three. Yeah. <laughs> That's I a mean, good start. I, I will say though, my first memory of you was from 2010 goalie camp. You oh. were there with the senior team and you were playing air piano to Celine Dion. It's all coming back. <laughs> That's and I was again. like, who is this girl? Story checks out. Yeah. How can I get closer to her? So then for the next (laughs) few years, I just like tried to work my way so I could be in the friendship circle. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that that was an impact uh, moment for you. Yeah. 18 to three. 18 to three, man. This. It was two games. It was over two games. And eight nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember like I came out pretty early on. And I was like, I'm so sorry. 
Um, I did bad. And then you went in and it was like, they just kept scoring. And then there was two minutes left. <laughs> I did left. worse. Yeah, it was, there was two minutes left. And Joss, like LaRock came and was like, it's not going to get too much worse, Noxie. It's okay. And then I think they scored three more times, including... Nighter sniping your water bottle off the net. Oh, like, oh no. Like literally they didn't sitting stop. in the honey hole, t- like top, like bottom of the slot, like could have written a book. She had all day probably looking at this gaping hole of a net because I haven't stopped the beach ball all day. And what does she do? She explodes my one water ball that I get for the season. Like, <laughs> like it's, it is in four pieces and I'm just like, well, I'm just going to go home now. Like I just, I literally, I said to Joss when she came down, uh, like to talk to me after the 10th goal or whatever it was, I was like, Joss, like, I don't know if I want to go to the bench or just like right into the showers. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm over this weekend, but I mean, it wasn't all bad. In, in Brampton. And of course it, it got a lot better when we moved to Markham. Um, I do want to tell the story about the first time we played against Lake Canadian. I I'm like looking at you, like, should I tell this or should you tell this? Like about what the coach was saying? Yeah. <laughs> I just I like, that. I feel like this describes women's hockey. Also after the 11 to three loss, you and I went out for solo beers and we just, we did. We just drank away our sorrows, talked, and it was nice. We just needed some goalie time. It was yeah. just the two of us, and we went out and got a couple pints, and I'm we sure we cried also. <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah, late Canadian. So we had, like, a new coach, and we were excited, and he was all fired up. And, you know, I feel like this is women's hockey to a T. Like, we went out for warm-ups and came back in. Our coach starts giving us a pep talk, and he's like, I don't know who this Pulin kid is but she can't be that good and we were like oh no oh no, oh, no. I, I don't think you know much about women's hockey if you don't know who Pauline Pauline. is <laughs> yeah and then Pooh probably scored three goals <laughs> I think same coach like was like Pooh would line up in that in that spot and do one tease and like it's yeah. either she hits you with the puck or it goes in like it's not a save and he was like, and we'll take that shot. We'll take that shot. And we're like, I'm not taking that shot. <laughs> I, I do. We're in playoffs. And he's like, we'll take that shot all day. And I remember looking across the room at you and be like, well, it's going to go in because if that thing hits me, I'm probably going to have to go to the hospital. That's like it was her spot. and so. Yeah. And so it used yeah. to set her up. And then obviously like Dawu kind of plays that role on the national team. But like, yeah, she just sits like kind of just inside the dot there. And if she gets a hold of that thing, man, that is... That's a ticket to Bruce Town. It's it's in every time. It's like scary. It's a sweet spot, and it happens at every single level. So I get, I get. It. I would never stand <laughs> if I was a D. I wouldn't even be no. near that. Like so, I, I can only imagine. Players worse though. Like you're wearing less equipment. Yeah, it's awful. That's why I, like, I play senior A women's as a forward, which is like <laughs> my favorite time of the week. And if a puck hits me, I get off the ice and I sit out for two shifts. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes, it hurts. <laughs> Which is really incredible because um, the one thing I do want to <clears throat> inform the listeners about about Erica Howe is that you will never meet a like more cool goalie in terms of just wearing equipment brand new or broken or somebody else's. Like goalies are very psychological beings, right? So, um, like we said with the class last episode, you know, don't drink out of my water bottle. Certain goalies will like, don't touch my stick, don't look at my pads, don't. There's lots of don'ts around goalies for some reason, <laughs> but Howie, I remember, I remember we were in Brampton and we went to warmups 
how he was playing, came off warmups. How did I look? I was like, yeah, you look good. You look ready. Did I look different? Did I look funny? And I'm like, no, like you look, you look like yourself. Go get him, kid. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why she was asking me that. And then after the game, Howie comes up to me. She goes, ah, oh, feels really good to wear those skates for the first time. <laughs> In a game. Brand new skates. I can't even do that as a player. Are you free? Like you're nuts. Here's the thing though. I had gone on a trip for CW to promote hockey in Ottawa because that's where the Clarkson Cup was. And I brought my car keys for some reason. And then I like flew back or I don't know. And I left my car keys in Ottawa and my skates were (laughs) in my car in Toronto. So I got there and me and Rattray lived together. So we were leaving for the game and I was like, ready. My skates are locked in my car. And she was like, oh, no. So she was like in charge of Googling, like how we could break into my car. And I was in charge of like trying to find a new pair of skates. And I had just gotten like a brand new set of skates from Hockey Canada. And I just like was like, I'm wearing the new skates. We're stopping at the sports store on the way. We'll get them sharp and we'll go and we'll tell no one. And like, so we did it. We went and we I sharpened them and we won. The team won, which was good. And I was just like, well, OK move past that. Were I you do, nervous? Like, were you yes, really- I was nervous. I was ner- very nervous. But like, I feel like in my, my past, like when I'm a bit frazzled, things tend to go well. Like in my first year in the CW, we were flying to Boston and I forgot my passport like oh, no. at home. And I live like 30 minutes from the airport. So we get there and we're like, drop, drop our stuff. And I'm like, I turned to Mercer. She was, she was on Clarkson too. And she was playing at Brampton at the time. I was like, Merce, I didn't bring my passport. And she's like, Howie. <laughs> at this point, she's like, get in a taxi. And at, at that time, like I had just graduated college. I didn't have that much money. So like we had to take a taxi back to my house. We left my bag at the terminal. We took the taxi back to our, my house, grabbed my passport, came back. It was like $150 taxi. I was so upset. Oh, we got to the airport <laughs> with 10 minutes to spare. And like, good thing it was the downtown airport because we would have never made it through. We get through customs or whatever. We get on the plane. We get there and it's we're flying to Boston. So we're playing right away. Like we had yeah. a snack and we were playing. And Boston was the U.S. Olympic team. Like <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, I don't know how this is going to go. And we won. Like, That's wow. impressive. I'm and we, we turned up that weekend because <laughs> this was the same year that we had just lost to them. And one weekend we were outscored 18 to three. Yeah. So like, like when Howie says they were the U.S. national team, like Kelly Stack. Decker, Bellamy, Knight, like Shouse, Molly Shouse was their goalie. Yeah, the the Lambs, Lambs were there. there. Lacasse was their goalie. Like they were like lights out. We had no yeah. business even being on the same scorecard as them. Yeah. So we win. I think we won one nothing or two one in a shootout. Yeah, shootout for sure. And, and How like, many I, shots did you face? <laughs> I have no idea. Like I'm over 60. So stressed. I think it was another one of those moments where I was like, okay, I've clearly made an error here. I need to step up and play well. And I remember in that game too, like Decker tried to bank one off me from behind the net, like literally had the puck looked at me, looked at the back of my foot and tried to bank one off me. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's like one of the nicest plays I've ever seen. Like to have like the awareness to do that. I was like, I'm going to get crushed here. Yeah. She was nifty. Well, she still is. Yeah. Yeah. She's a very, uh, very sneaky player. Yeah. Yeah, of course we're we're filming this ahead of uh, airtime, so we're on we're on Thursday. But uh, we all just saw her unfortunately go down with the injury in that Finland game. So we're sending our our best thoughts out to Brianna Decker. It's uh, 
it's tough to watch, but that's, you know, that is part of the game, right? Yeah, it is. That look, yeah, looked like a tough one. Like you said, or I don't know. She screamed. Yeah. Damn loud. So yeah, yeah. cool. It's kind of crazy too, that uh, both Canada and us actually had a, uh, an injury on their first game. So we'll see how they come back. Milo Dau and uh, Brianna Decker, Brianna Decker. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> sad, sad moment, sad, sad moment mode. there for all of us. <laughs> Let's go back. Work so hard and then to get injured in the first game, I just like you feel so bad. You're so thrilled. Yeah. But it's no, I mean, you're no stranger to it either. All right. So we've talked a little bit about CW. I honestly think we could do like four episodes of just our time in the CW together. Um, let's talk about the national team for a little bit. And then I do want to talk about the PWHPA. Um, so in 2018, uh, Erica Howe and Emirates Mashmire are kind of like the go-to e-bugs, but you're not even in the same province as the girls that are centralized. So tell us a little bit about what it was like flying back and forth. Um, I think we talked about it. Cax and I have talked about it a little bit earlier, but uh, there were some injuries. There was some uh, goaltending issues. And, and so just tell us, tell us what that year was like for you because you were still playing in Markham. Yeah. Yeah. So basically it was anytime a goalie went down, myself or MASH would fly out, but sometimes they had two goalies down or like, and also hockey Canada didn't want to pull us away from our teams too much. So we kind of rotated like week on week off. So basically like every second week from Monday to Friday, I'd fly out to wherever the national team was. Like I went to Calgary, Edmonton, a couple times. We went to, I went to Tampa with them, went back to Calgary, like up until the point where it was like, my last time they were, the team was made, they were leaving for the Olympics. I got an Olympic pass too, just in case, cause they were having injuries and like, you know, a few times while I was there, like a goalie got hurt in the game and then I'd like have to run down and get dressed. I just like, it, it, anything could happen. At, at one point I was booked on the wrong flight and I ended up in Calgary and I was supposed to be in Edmonton. So I hopped on another <laughs> flight. I got there five minutes before the game. And they're like, Oh, you're dressing. There's actually two goalies hurt. And I was like, great. I'll sit on the bench and like <laughs> on the bench. I missed, I missed one of my flights to Tampa and I ended up spending, they tried to fly me out early so I could have a full day in Tampa. I missed my flight. It wasn't my fault. I will say that. You forgot your passport, didn't you? Yeah, I got my passport. Okay. It was the airport's fault, but then I had to spend the whole day in the airport, fly out. Like it was just oh crazy. I basically just had like a bag packed, ready to go, come home, play with Markham on the weekends maybe practice, go back to Calgary or wherever they were. I went to Boston. Like it was just like nuts weekend, basically doing anything I could to like be a part of it. You know, like they, they, you're doing everything. You're on the ice with the healthy scratches and you're dressing in the game. Like you just, you're doing it all, but I did get some nice swag. (laughs) That's a ton of ice. That's a ton of one traveling and everything. I remember Mash, she was in Montreal too. So she was doing a little bit of that too. And how was that just mentally? Like you seem to be so chill, so cool about it right now and everything, but going in, in and out and everything. I mean, you're just like happy to kind of be around them and, and help them getting there. Like, how was that? Was this tough at all or? Yeah. Like, I think, I think it, like it was tough because as an athlete, like you just want to be there. You want to be a part of it. Like, yeah. You want to be on the team, but I think because the goalie situation where they named the three goalies and that's it, that kind of yeah. like added some closure to it was like, okay, they named it. It is what it is. I'm just going to do everything I can to help these girls and be a part of it kind of thing, including yeah. the coaches asking me to like pretend I was different 
goalies. Like they were like, hey, now be Nora Rasmussen. Like, I was like, okay. And they're like, hey, oh now be this goalie, like the Swedish goalie plays like this. this. I was like, okay, whatever you are. With. <laughs> now you're like a, a, an impersonator. Like <laughs> yeah, I you can make a it, career like, out of this. Zabby's gloves at one point because she was injured. And she's like, do, do you want to wear these? I'm like, yeah, awesome. We'll wear them. So now I'm Shannon Zabados. Yeah. I'm going to get a perm. And I do have a, a theory about goalies, actually. This is the sidebar, but I have a theory about goalies with oh big boy. hair. I, you know, like you think back, like Rigsby, Vetter, Zabados, Vetter. Like these girls got some flow. And I think yeah, that's hey, what Charlie I was missing. And Kim, Charlie and Kim didn't at all. And yeah, I'm, but, I'm trying to think. <sighs> what about Charles? Maybe there's Maybe there's an exception for French Canadian goalies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. story checks out really yeah, that's actually <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're all gonna go get perms um i want i do want to talk about the pwhpa because you are the goalie for the toronto sonnet and a little bit about um kind of balancing your career as can we say it can we tell everyone what you do yeah so how is a career firefighter love to see it so tell us a little bit about you know, first of all, why it was important for you? Because at this point in your career, when the PW, when CWHL folds, PWHPA is formed. Um, you know, I might be projecting here a little bit, but you're kind of on a trajectory where like things with the national team are going a different direction. You've obviously committed yourself now to a career outside of hockey. Why was it important for you to continue to stay in the game, of, and especially with the PWHPA? I mean, I think for first and foremost is for a, like selfish reasons where it's just like being a part of the team and like being one of the girls and being able to like compete with your teammates is like something I think I'll never be able to replace. Mm-hmm. I was just like, if I have the opportunity to play and have ice with my best friends, like I would take it every time. And the other part of that is, you know, I'm still in it, it's whatever, but you want to continue to build for the next generation. I, I do a lot of coaching in the area too. And, just like being able to play and show them like, okay, this is what you're working towards. This is what we can do. We need to keep pushing it forward. It's just super important to me to kind of have that and be able to show the the girls of the next generation where we can take it. Yeah. Because it's funny, right? Like, and I don't know how much our listeners know, but like when all three of us were young kids, I mean, women's hockey was in, if not a better state than it is right now, it was in the same state. Like we, we had hockey at the Olympics that we could watch every four years, but you weren't able to go to a, a, a you know, a pro game. Like you, it, you know, I mean that the original NWHL was around the Canadian, you know, iteration. So you might be able to go catch like a <clears throat> Toronto arrows game or something like that, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was, it was no different than going to like a junior hockey game. Really? Yeah. It didn't yeah, have like, that professional feel to it yeah. or attached to anything, though. No. And the support wasn't there either for the girls or the players. Like they did, like, I think it was players that started with like a checking account and just like buy yeah. this, buy that, and <laughs> let's rent vans and we're going to Toronto to play. And like, like honestly, it was a, yeah, it wasn't technically, it's, yeah, it started the C dub and it got to a point where, it, felt a little bit professional but even then that that's why i think we're still here and still yeah. fighting for more but yeah. it's, it's crazy to me like i i know we have we're working on it it's going to take years but like where the men are at where it's like their minimum contracts are seven hundred thousand, where we're at where it's like it's costing me money to play play this year like i had to buy equipment and stuff like it's just like it's crazy how big the gap is 
Uh, like we yeah. just yeah. We're working to bring it together. I will say like in 01, I think when they had the Canada US series before the Olympics, like my dad took me and I like fell in love. Like the girl playing in that big stadium and like, I thought it was the most incredible thing. Jenny Potter was my favorite player because I was super into Harry Potter. I just like, <laughs> I fell in love with the game by going there. She was good though. She was yeah, really she good. Was she Potter. was good. Like, is she Harry Potter's sister? I don't know, but she may be, like, we'll let you dream. We'll let you yeah. have it. But <laughs> if we can get something like that though, like, and just have these girls fall in love with like, and get professional hockey. It just, it'd be amazing. And I think that that's the point, right? Like, it sounds so cliche that like, if you can see it, you can dream it, but it's, it's really true. It's, it's very, um, like there's something very tangible about being a young kid, male or female, it doesn't really matter. And being able to see somebody be like, I want to be that, it, you know, it could be a hockey player, it could be a Ninja Turtle for all I care, but you have to be able to see it and see yourself in it. So, um, yeah. And so talk us through a little bit too. Because you've talked about, you know, selfishly, you want to keep playing because you love being part of the team. So I'm sure that some of those skills have transferred into your career as a firefighter. Maybe talk about some similarities and why you kind of fell or found that career path, uh, you know, kind of post-hockey or, or moving into post-hockey. Yeah. And you said I'm the only goalie on Toronto. You're also on Toronto, my friend. <laughs> Maxie is back, everyone. Yeah. I'm oh, we've got an announcement to make. <laughs> So back to the question. <laughs> so in 2018, when the whole Olympic, whatever, like traveling back and forth was going on, I was like, I have some time here. I'm getting funded by the national team. I better figure out what I'm going to do with my life. So I use like the services at uh, the Canadian Sport Institute, which they have like a bunch of career counseling and that. And I was like, I better go do this. It'll help me mentally just feel better about where mm-hmm. I'm going. And as I was going through that, I was going through my values and Noxie had a guy come in and present about firefighting. And like, we had had the presentation a million times, but I never listened. I was like, maybe I won't go to this presentation. I don't know, but I love Noxie. I want to make sure that there's people there. So I went and this guy was like, listen, you can work out, you can cook. You're part of the community. You're part of a team. Like you're picking each other up. You're never alone. You're always working on your skills. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to be a firefighter. It was like that. I was like, I'm going to be a firefighter right now. And like, I look like just like the whole career is like the most incredible thing. I never feel like I'm at work. Like even in my first week on the floor, like actually out running calls, like I had a couple crazy calls that were just like emergency. I had to spring to action. And like, I went home and I was like, wow, that was intense. And like two days later, I had a guy from my crew call me and be like, Hey, it's this so, such and such from your crew. That was like a crazy first couple of shifts. Like, do you need to talk about it? Just want to see how you're doing. I was just like, that's exactly the type of thing that is yeah. like, you have your teammates, they pick you up. Like they're looking out for you, a young person who's coming into this. And I was just like, I'm not disappointed by my choice and where it led me. And obviously, you know, as somebody who's played with you, you exhibit all the things that you want in, you know, somebody that's going to serve the community. Like you said, you're coaching, you're giving back to the sport that gave you so much, um, easy person to be around loyal teammate. Uh, so obviously, you know, I can't say enough about you. That's my four seconds of pumping Howie's tire- we tires. See, okay? We hear obsession here a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So like you want each other. <laughs> okay. We're going to play quickly to wrap it up here. Just have some fun. We're going to play yes. this or that. Um, so just real rapid fire, go with your gut and Cax, I'll let you start. All right. First one, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. 
Movie or TV show? TV. Um, beer or wine? Beer. I'm not a big drinker though, but usually Noxie hands me a beer. So beer. Okay. I thought you were going to say, usually I take care of that for you, which is <laughs> you probably also, also true. <laughs> yeah. You bring the supplies and you drink the supplies. And drinks the supplies too. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh, I'm gonna get a great reputation from this show. Sunrise or sunset? Uh, sunrise. I don't make it past like 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, texting or calling? Calling. Yes. Mm. Oh, like that. Your toilet paper. Does it roll over or under? Over. There's. Uh, I will say, <laughs> I was like a whatever. Maybe not even change the toilet rate paper. But I recently got married. And my wife is like, toilet paper comes over the top. And now yeah. if I go to other people's houses, I'm like, you're a monster. Why does your toilet paper come? <laughs> this person is not trustworthy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, okay, a couple uh, more here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's go Twitter or Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Car or truck? Car. Because I'm cheap. I took finance. <laughs> finance in university and i just can't bring myself to pay for gas <laughs> oh my god um dogs or cats um i'm not really an a domestic no animal, animal. okay i do have a dog in law that i like a lot dog in law but so i guess dogs i have to say that respectful I, answer i know I know um, we like practice like the dog is a human like parenting skills and like <laughs> Anyway. Oh my God. You're at the gym. Cardio or weights? Weights. Gains. Gains always. Okay. Last one, Noxie, or yeah. Um, which one of the last two do you think we should ask here? Uh you're 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 you got it, Cax. <laughs> Introvert or extrovert? What what do you think, Dox? <laughs> definitely introvert i was gonna say i introvert, think everyone can guess but it. introverted extrovert like this is the thing like like i said like how is somebody that once she's comfortable with you like this whole different personality comes out it's yeah. both versions of you are lovely but when you first meet how she's quite quiet doesn't talk like i just no, started you talking got both. Work and i've been there for like two years like i just like and i i can spend all day at home by myself like go for a walk, listen to podcasts. I'm perfectly happy. And then when I'm with my friends, like my friends I'm comfortable with crazy, do whatever. And then come <laughs> home to my safe space and All read right. a book quietly with your yeah. domestic and dog-in-law or whatever. whatever you call it. Non, non dog. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Oh okay. Well, we'll wrap it up. Um, Erica, thank you so much. Howie. I just called you Erica. That's weird. Howie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I, I'm sure it won't be the last time. And uh, enjoy watching the Olympics in the coming weeks. I know that you're obviously a big sports fan, so uh, we'll look to get some of your takes on some of those games. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for coming, girl. It was awesome. All right. You. And tune in Thursday for the next episode of the Noxine Cax Show from SDPN and PWHPA. Thanks so much for tuning in. Noxie and Cax show on SDPN, produced in partnership with the PWHPA. Follow Noxie and Cax on Twitter at 27Noxie and at CareLMart. The views expressed are those of the individuals and are not necessarily those of the PWHPA. Check out SDPN.ca for more Noxie and Cax and the rest of the SDPN crew. Free stars!